G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Terry, it's uh, guest time. We went CJP last week. He was top of the tree. We thought we'll go to the top of the training tree here. He's a bloke that's absolutely destroying it. Strike rate 21.6 in WA, 144 and a half and a half winners. His name is Adam Durant. We've caught him right as he's about to go uh, out and just maybe uh, just bait up a line, just to some escapism. He joins us. How are you, Adam? Yeah, good morning, boys. I'm going well. Hey, uh, fishing today, racing tomorrow. Do you like to get out and just take a break from the stables for a while and just take it easy? Oh, just this time of year, we've got a little window that um, me, Jason and Jordan, we all sort of try and get away for for a couple of weeks so we um yeah we break it up so that we got uh we got someone responsible full time at the stable and um yeah this is my little uh little my little window so we've snuck up the broom for a couple of days and yeah it's been uh, been good so far your your little window when was the last time you were at the races 2017 <laughs> oh yeah last saturday i was there or the one before maybe <laughs> Yeah, I think I was there chewing your ear off about material witness uh, after uh, he always uh, knocked us off. But uh, nice to get away. Are you back to the races tomorrow? Are you off to the, the broom no, races or what's the plan? We'll be we'll be in broom races on Sunday. We've got Ronnie Beecham's 80th birthday tonight, so we'll, uh, we wouldn't miss that. And then we've, uh, yeah, we're back on the tools on Monday. Adam, uh, things have been going quite well. A couple of horses I want to touch on. Uh, Billy Ray just seems to be putting it together. I was, uh, Terry mentioned it earlier, fortunate enough to miss a few starts where it missed it, the short quote. They've got on all the starts where it's been a handy price. But the horse is progressing well. Where's the ceiling? Yeah, look, it's a hard one to um, to get a sort of real real mark on him. Looking at uh, the time of year, wet tracks, um, Belmont, you know, he's getting around Belmont good, soft tracks. Um, so it's going to be a completely different concept once he hits his uh, hits the Ascot Carnival, um, but look, you can't do any more than uh, be winning and progressing, and he seems to have uh, come on really well. So, more than happy with him, and more than happy having part of our sort of carnival team. Yeah, he's a nice little head wobble as well, Miles, because he was actually with Grant Williams for those first few starts. Went to Adam and he started to turn it oh, on. Oh, yeah, well, that's, that's what a, it was. Yeah, that's a nice little head wobble. One of your little head wobbles, Miles. So, <laughs> yeah. you, you got to enjoy he's that. He's had a bit of an around. attitude, does. He's yeah, had an attitude adjustment as far as his manners go, and he's, he's improved with time. That's the biggest key. Grant Nalana yeah. won two Saturday races with him as well, so I haven't reinvented the wheel. He always had ability, um, but he's probably just a little bit more of a man now, and he's and he's putting it together a bit more consistently. So it's um, yeah, I, I think I'm probably uh, in a lucky position that I've probably got him when he's uh, when he's a bit more developmentally than uh, than when uh, Grant Nalana had him. A couple of other youngsters you've got at the stables. Uh, a couple of two-year-olds. You went bang bang last Wednesday with Janella and Mia Gusto, who both uh, I hope I pronounced that correctly. I had a little bit of Italian in my voice there, Miles. Uh, who uh, who came out one really really impressively. Um, we don't see you run a heap of two-year-olds. I suppose it's it's very late in the season. They're basically three. Uh, you got a big opinion of that pair? They both have definite Saturday ability. I, I don't know whether they'll take that step to stakes grade yet. That's to uh, remains to be seen. But um, you know, they're both uh, they're both you know working good quality, uh, giving good quality fields. And um, if they can, uh, yeah, obviously keep developing. Well, you just never know where they're sealing these young ones. But they they certainly work like Saturday horses. And they had a week off. Uh, picked them up yesterday um, from the paddock. They had a week on the grass and. We'll uh, yeah, we'll see where it uh, where it takes us, but uh, the, I think the carnival is going to be really strong this year, especially in our three-year-old ranks. 
Um, so sometimes it's uh, better to pick up a couple of those little sweet uh, two and three year old West Speed races. They're nearly worth as much and and uh, and dodge the the real good ones. So we'll see what progresses. But um, yeah, both of them did their job. We thought they could both win and. Uh, and we got something out of both of them, so it was a uh, was a good result. Adam, I want to ask you just before the carnival and before we get into these runners, if you had to give us two horses that are the best horses you have for the carnival, which horses are they? Probably you have to ask Bob that one because I don't know which ones I'm, <laughs> I'm going to end up with. Um, but there's certainly look some of the three year olds that I've um, that I've trialled for or rising three year olds have have showed you know really good potential and they're out of. Um, elite family so you know that you just know they're going to keep improving we had a batch trial the other day that um you know they they look pretty uh pretty smart um but you know w- whether they're all coming back to me i'm not sure I'll, I'll tell you in about a month's time but i think uh you can certainly follow the cerise and white pretty closely there's some uh there's some seriously nice horses in that uh in that group and uh and some of the older ones too that um, obviously, we're racing last year. Well, um, they've got to be placed somewhere. So hopefully, I'm uh, I'm the lucky one there. Yeah, they're starting to rev up. You can tell they're uh, the Bob's team after a little lull is starting to uh, put a couple of W's on the board. And we'll start uh, with your runners this week. It is one of Bob's reliable star. I was pretty keen um, with reliable star a week ago. I think plain and simply, he just ran into a horse that's uh, at the top of his game in a sluice box. He cleared out from the third horse by by panels. Uh, Holly Watson goes on this week, takes on the stable mate, Sunsphere. How are you lining those two up? Yeah, I thought she was um, probably vulnerable last start, more so just because she'd had two runs over the mile and, and really had no luck, um, was held up and, and probably just didn't have those good uh, good blowouts that you want if you're you know, stepping up from the mile to 22, especially on a wet track. So she was sort of held up and only dashed up 100 metres her first couple of runs. So I thought she might be a little bit vulnerable and obviously like you touched on, Ashley Maley's got uh, sluice box in the zone and he's rock hard fit. Whereas we were probably just coming off a little bit of a, you know, being vulnerable. So she should come on with the seven days. It shouldn't bother her. I think she's won off seven days before and she's done well during the week. So she's probably, um, no disrespect to Sunsphere, but she's probably raced in better grade than him. And uh, she's she's probably uh, she's probably got the wood on him um, when you look at their records. So you'd probably have to lean towards uh, lean towards her over uh, over Sunspear marginally, but certainly um, no nothing against Holly at all. She gets the two kilo claim, but we're losing uh, obviously mm. losing uh, losing Clint for Holly, um, which um, she's going to have to make sure she's at uh, the top of her game. Uh, well, I've had a bit of time for Sunsphere too. He's been quite good to me. Let's go to race number four. Well, it's a, it's a mare, but that's all right. Uh, him, him, you know what I mean. Uh, we're race number four. <laughs> now, uh, just maybe undecided here whether you race both of these here, Adam, um, but uh, just comments on both of them briefly. Yeah, both both of them are going well enough, but they're both speed horses and they're probably both the, both the leaders. So um, be a bit stupid for me to run two horses that are going to cut each other from the, cut at each other from the same stable. So... There is a race for Baby Blue G next week. She's eligible for a one Metro win, thousand. Um, whereas uh, Bopping Blue, he doesn't have any uh, any options apart from this race um, for a couple of weeks. So, providing he's in good nick tomorrow morning, um, he'll be the one that goes around if he's hobbling around or uh, or something goes wrong overnight, which inevitably can happen with horses in 24 hours. Um, well, then she'll take her place. But at this stage, we'll probably lean towards him running. And he, he's honest. He won well first up, mm-hmm. starting to creep up in the weights now and having to um, utilise apprentices, which 
he might not be as suitable um, as you know when you get a senior with the with the ability of Clint, but. Um, certainly he's earned it and, and that's where he's at. But he's in good form and, you know, he'll he'll give a good sight for a long time. Uh, race five, you have Fashion Queen going around. I don't think in WA at the moment there is a horse around this rating going as well as Fashion Queen. Uh, incredibly unlucky first and second up. Uh, the horse is just uh, low flying again. Sort of at that awkward rating and it's sort of an awkward programming where I'm sure you'd love to step up in grade and probably have CJP on with sort of 57 rather than having to have the 60 and utilise the apprentice. But, geez, I think if Taj finds the back of the right horse and lets uh, her work into the race at the right time, um, there's nothing in this that's capable of beating her at the moment, in my opinion. No, I don't disagree either. I think um, her biggest danger is the slower horses beating and not the fast ones because... She does tend to have that little bit of a racing pattern where she just doesn't muster early. She find, you know, she finds it hard to hold that spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if she hadn't held a spot last start and been on the back of Billy Ray, I think she would have made it very interesting. Whether I don't think she beats him, um, but I think she definitely runs second. And uh, and you know, she was probably the run of the race um, outside the winners. So. She's in a good place, but again, you know, you you're having to rely on uh, rely on the apprentices making the right decision at the right time, which Taj is going fantastic, but um, she's not the easiest horse to ride. But um, I think Bob's just, pretty keen to get her up that. over ground. Just on that, sorry, Adam. Who makes a decision with the hoop? Because I mean, we've had uh, in-depth conversations on various platforms about this, and I'd personally prefer—I know she's only a man—I'd prefer to see her carry the sixty with Clint. Like I think she'd probably be favoured in the race, um, purely on a market sense, and she'd be a better chance of winning rather than getting the three-kilo claim for that type of horse. Like I, I love to see an apprentice on a horse rolling forward. Um, it's a good way to utilise the claim properly. But for this type of horse who does get back and, and does need a bit of guile in the ride, is there any thought? process to just lumping the weight? Oh, probably not really. We've all our policy, our stables always once you start getting up to those weight weight sort of numbers, you look for a bit of relief and um, mm-hmm. and certainly Bob Bob wants uh, wants to pull the uh, pull the weight off their back, which I, I I completely agree with those horses in that um, in that in that grade. So um, look you need some sometimes you need to um, you need to you know, get the luck in the run, but at this point in time, that's that's just the way we sort of go about it. That's why you've trained 144 winners this year, and Terry's <laughs> trained none, Adam. Uh, <laughs> you set me up beautifully there for that, you peanut. Right. Hey, uh, let's go to Brave Dream, uh, Adam. Uh, this horse, end of last prep, put a couple of nice ones together. I just want to ask you, what, why the four trials spread out over that? You sort of had a couple, and then did something go amiss and brought back in May um, and June? Has there been an issue here? Yeah, just she just had a few feet issues um, early in the year, um, and again, Bob, you know, she Bob's decision. He said, you know, the tracks were probably a bit firm for that issue with her feet. She just got, a, you know, sore heels. It was nothing serious, but to continue on on firm tracks with sore heels, well, you're just bashing your head against a brick wall because every time you gallop on top of the ground race day trials, you're you're going to aggravate those issues again. So. Um, it was just decided the best thing to do is tip her out for uh, for the winter and the softer tracks, and uh, and and that's what uh, that's what Bob decided to do, which I thought was the right decision as well. She's she's quite immature when you, you look at her age. She she's getting on a little bit, but she's a very very immature horse and taken a long time to uh, to develop. Um, she's out of Bob's great bear that um, that was probably one of the best three year olds we'd had here in a long time, and she's sort of the last 
last one sort of coming through, one of the last ones coming through. So I think um, I think Bob's just been patient with her and we're hoping to um, get her up over a bit of distance this preparation. She's bred to get it, um, but probably just hasn't been robust enough um, early in her career to be able to handle it. Um, she's certainly got the ability, but um, hopefully this time in she's a bit more, uh, bit more seasoned and can handle it. What did you make of her most recent trial? Because it's hard to tell. Those those back straight trials at Lark Hill, for, for us trying to watch them, I'm sure for you guys as well, it's very difficult to get a proper uh, a proper gauge on it. But it, it looked maybe slightly disappointing to face value. Um, what what was sort of Clint's report yeah. after the trial? I, I don't disagree. I was really disappointed. I thought, okay. I said to Bob, I said, look, I, I thought she'd really ping over him. You know, short, that the way she sort of works and that, I thought sitting... Uh, you know, just camp behind him like she was. I thought she'd just uh, she'd give him a cold that last hundred, have a good hit out, and um, we'd be on our way to the races and be winning first up over over 1,400. But she was very plain. Um, it was quite strange because she was very quiet on the day. She's got a bit of hotness about her, and she was quiet on the day. She was very quiet after the trial, almost like she was half asleep. Um, and I think that maybe there was just something just not quite right on the day, but she seems to have bounced back well. And um, and she's been working really well ever since, and no issues. Um, but I don't disagree. I thought the trial compared to her first up trial when she had that bit of zip when he um, when Victoria asked her for an effort. Um, compared to that, I thought she was a fraction disappointing. But um, hopefully we're back on track, and uh, yeah, she'll uh, run a nice race, and she'll build up towards obviously the longer races. Bob's got a few ideas with her to try and stretch her out, so. Um, perhaps our training with her at the moment isn't uh, just taking a bit of that zip out of her legs and, you know, she, we'll see the benefit of it once she gets up over further. Let's go to the last, mate. You've got a couple of nice horses here. Uh, Bright Diamond, I thought, might have been overs uh, here, especially from the win last start. First up and came in and, and won extremely well at beating Eeyore Ways. CJP ends up, on, though, on secret plan. Good money support. Down in the weights at 54 kilos. Goes third up. And I didn't think was was okay to the line probably in that uh, in that last race behind Star Trade and False Statement. But both horses come up against a horse uh, uh, called It's a Rayday that may be a potential superstar. How are you seeing this one? Yeah, it's, it's certainly a strong strong seventy eight. It's an even uh, yeah. It's, it's just an, I think it's an even field, and I think there's probably three or four chances in the race, or maybe even five. That if they get the good you know the right run, they're going to be. Uh, they're going to be pretty hard to hold out, and I think uh, I think both of my horses, you know, fit into that category. The one's obviously drawn wide with the apprentice on, um, but she's going to love those conditions. She wants to give in the ground, and um, possibly had the weather not been fine next week, and we had a heap of rain coming, she may have stayed home and uh, and looked at another race. But with the track the way it's going to be, with a bit of give in the ground, which she loves, it's pretty hard to leave her at home, even though she has drawn wide. Um, and obviously the other boy, he's um, he's coming off. I thought a couple of really good runs, first and second up. Probably first up a bit of trainer error. I think I probably had him a bit too pretty. And then the other day I thought he was really good coming off the first up run where I think um, you know he might have been a bit underdone and, and you know taken a bit out of him. And he was still pretty good. So I think third up, I think um, I think he's ready to rock and roll on his work on Tuesday. He's ready to go and. He probably maps to get the uh, get get the good run, and um, you know both these horses. I think are stakes horses. They give you that feel, um, but you know obviously they've got to do it. But um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting race. Who who gets the luck?
I do like the setup for secret plan here, Adam. I love a 78 Raider and a 78 plus draw as well. Uh, apprentice to senior after really hitting the line well. Looks to me, actually, looks probably the best bet on the card by uh, panels, Miles. Oh, well, panels there you go. Well, let's, panels and panels. Well, let's ask Adam because uh, he's, like I said before, he's trained 144, Terry, and you've trained absolutely none. Um, right, Adam, which is your best of the day, mate, for the punters? Come on, don't let me down. Oh, look, I, I think uh, fashion, uh, fashion queen. <laughs> Um, if if things go to plan, I, I'm really hoping because I, I think I'll lose her after tomorrow. If she doesn't win, she'll go to the breeding barn, and I do think there's a bit of uh, a bit of mileage left in her leg, especially if she can mm. get up over ground. I think there's a chance that she might go to stud. So she's got to uh, she's got to put her hand up tomorrow. So I'm I'm hopeful, but I'm confident in her training. Um, but I think Terry's just about on the money with the with secret plan in the last. Um, I think everything uh, everything maps perfectly for him and. If uh, if we've done our job, which I think we have at home, I think he should be uh, pretty hard to uh, hard to beat. But look, you can't uh, can't take that race for granted. It's going to be a tough one with some uh, probably genuine carnival hopes um, coming through the grades, heading uh, heading that direction. Adam, one thing you've got to learn coming on this show: we don't pump Terry up. We uh, we get stuck into him. Uh, I heard he's pretty ordinary as an owner. Oh, well, I, I don't mind it sort of brings him back to the pack a bit, doesn't it? He doesn't, he's, not as chir- he's not as chirpy when you're uh, taking the jam out of his donuts. We, we all need to be uh, put back in our place every now and then. We certainly do. Hey, mate, appreciate your time. You go catch some fish. Make sure you send us a couple of photos or even send Terry a fish. Maybe just put one under his doorstep when he gets home in a week just to stink the joint up. Hey, uh, appreciate your time, mate. Best of luck tomorrow. We'll chat to you again soon. Yeah, cheers, boys. Best of luck on the pump tomorrow to listeners and uh, and to you as well. Adam Thanks, Dur- Adam Durant there. See, he's good. He's good, mate. He's it, it, the, the, you don't realise how much you're talking Western Australian Training Premiership. Oh, he's yeah, had 140. Yeah. And just the way he talks. Like, yeah. One thing I love as well is is when people put their hand up and say trainer error. Or the best at doing that in the industry was always William Pike put his hand up and said, oh, "I've cooked that or I've done something wrong," and he's aware of why a certain horse didn't let down that well or why he might have. Like he talks about. Brave Dreams off day and the reason for the off day and that, that type of information because I'm personally umming and ahhing about Brave Dream. I think Brave Dream's a star, but that trial was poor. So I'm thinking, geez, just on that alone, I'm now more interested in having a bet at seven, eight, nine dollars. Fashion Queen, seven, eight bucks. A lot's going to need to go right with the apprentice on, but it's better than them. It's better than them. These horses just listening to Adam, when I'm sort of umming and ahhing, they make up my mind to have a little bet. So it's uh, that that is great information for, for listeners. Yeah, well, he's 144. The next closest is Simon Miller with 69. That's double. It double the amount of winners in WA. He's a superstar. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.